SoCal. Yeah, we're, we're live in Los Angeles. We're doing it live from LA. We're doing it live. <laughs> we're doing it live. How's it going, everyone? This is podcast number two. Number two. Um, hope you were able to take a listen to last week's, or rather two weeks ago's podcast. Yeah. Um, we're excited to be, be on again. Yeah, super excited. And a lot of good things happened this week on the blog. Um, have some new content. Looked at what the best bars are out this week. The best bars. So only the best. Only the best for you the guys. Finest. <laughs> the um, finest. finest grains. <laughs> we have a new Spartan Analytics that looked at the most recent race in Arizona. And the pro team was announced. The Spartan pro team. Uh, so we posted um, who, who made the pro team. Yeah, congrats to everyone who made it. He's been working hard to get on that. And... Um, some some returning faces, but some new faces, yeah. which is awesome to see. Um, also, we have the youngest person ever on the Spartan Pro team, VJ yes. Jones, I believe his name is, and he is nineteen. Yeah. So, damn. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also got to uh, the pleasure of talking with one of the newest members, Rhea Koble. Um, she was relatively unknown about a year ago when she did her first race and got fourth in the Monterey Spartan Super. And now she is kind of a rising star in the sport. So we have an interview with her coming up next week. Um, that'll be posted by next week. But it was just such a pleasure talking to her. She's a sweetheart, um, heart of gold. And uh, looking forward to sharing her insight with you guys. Yeah, so go on the blog, check out all the new content, and uh, let us know what you think. Um, so going forward... Um, we want to highlight some personal wins. Um, I think we'll touch upon that a little later. Um, and then um, the show is everything you need to know about uh, Spartan racing if it's your first race. We want to break down literally everything you need to know, the ins and outs. What literally. You, <laughs> what you need and what you don't need. Robbie and I were trying to figure out what to do for this episode and... We got an email from a subscriber, which is awesome to see. Yeah, it's so uh, cool. Asking so cool. kind of some input. She's running her first Spartan race in Austin in May, and she said, "I'm I'm new to this. She she has a triathlon background, but she wants to start training for these." And she said, "What are some tips? What are some suggestions you have for me?" So I showed Robbie, and we were like, "Hey." I was like, hey, I was like, hey, Robbie. And I was like, what's up, girl? <laughs> and he was like, what's up, Tucker? <laughs> I said, we should do a show about your first Spartan race. Yeah. And so we want to share that sort of our insider knowledge on getting ready for this, the big day. It's a huge day. Huge day. Humongous. Uh, <laughs> Humongous. <laughs> and we're going to look at what's in our kitchen. Anything that we've been dabbling in lately that's uh, a little unconventional or... Everything. Uh, everything. <laughs> so I hope you have five hours because I'm going to talk about everything in my kitchen. And then we'll close with what we're calling On the Mind. And it's kind of what we've been uh, thinking and feeling this week and just kind of share what's been going on in literally our minds. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah. And like we were saying, like we, we, this is one of the first you know, emails we've gotten to requesting some advice. And we love, we love seeing that. So feel free to shoot us emails whenever you want. Um, we're always open to talking about stuff we see in the emails on the shows. 
and would prefer to actually yeah, yeah. yeah totally totally so here we go so it's spartan race is coming up <laughs> you signed up congratulations for signing up for one yeah um yeah super congrats um so yeah you signed up now what now what well, actually, before you signed up, you were wondering which one to sign up for. <laughs> for your first race, we recommend doing a sprint. Yeah. Considering this is your first race, and you're not really sure what to expect, you want to opt for the short, shortest distance um, to kind of just get your feet wet. And your feet will be getting wet, because the mud... <laughs> pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah, my first race was a sprint in Malibu, and... It was like the only day of the year it rained. It was really cold, but it was it was like the absolute greatest way to deep to go deep in Spartan racing without being going too deep. Just too deep. Just so deep. <laughs> Everything's deep. No, but that, I I did that race with Robbie too. It was it was crazy. It was in the hills of Malibu, and it was muddy, rainy. Um, my first race was in two thousand two thousand twelve, and that kind of started piqued my interest in the sport. Um, but yeah, so once you signed up. We're assuming you were doing a sprint. You want to uh, make sure you're just getting out and getting active, whether whether it's be hiking, running, swimming, biking, any sort of activity where you're elevating your heart rate for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't you don't you picture elevated heart rate? You picture you know doing something crazy like running or something like that. That's not necessary at all. Right. If right. you have a running background, sure, all power to you to start running. But what we really recommend is to start hiking more. Exactly. Exactly. Because most of these races. I'd say about ninety percent of these races, you're really—it's really a trail run. Yeah. It's a trail run. It's you're, a trail you're running. Run. You're you're running a hiking trail. Exactly. Much. Exactly. So yeah, if you can hit some uh, trails, hit near, them. <laughs> hit them hard. You know, hit if them. you can hit the trails near you, you know, go on a few hikes and just get your body used to that elevation gain and um, even the loose gravel. Um, you know, you wanted it's it's a totally different type of of activity. On the feet and the legs, so you, you just want to get your legs comfortable with uneven gravel and um, yeah elevation gain. That will help strengthen your um, you know your st- st- uh, stabilizing muscles like your ankles right. and stuff, and those are the ones that take most of the beating during the trail runs. So you want to get those in tip top shape. <laughs> but hiking, we say just just go hiking yeah. and have fun doing it. Don't yeah. don't stress the mileage or the time. Just yeah, have, just, yeah, just have fun. Just get outside. Yeah. Um, and, go ahead. And I was going to say, you know, along the lines of the Sprint Super and the Beast, each of them have a corresponding difference in obstacles. So you're going to see slightly less uh, obstacles in the Sprint than you would in the Super, than you would in the Beast. And, you know, I think one of the biggest things for that is, like, how do you train for an obstacle? And the answer, the honest answer is, sometimes you can't. <laughs> sometimes you can't. <laughs> and that's... That's totally fine because, you know, you're not going to find a 10-foot wall that you can jump over. <laughs> uh, they're not 10 feet. They're 100 feet. <laughs> <laughs> you can't find a castle to climb the walls of anywhere. Unless you live in Scotland, so like, you can't train. Um, no, yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a, the tallest wall is 8 foot. But like Robbie's saying, it's like, it's about doing stuff that prepares you somewhat for it. You're not going to yeah. be able to... Unless you're a member of an obstacle course gym, which are very few and far between, they're, they're starting to pop up more often. You're not going to be able to find an eight-foot wall to practice climbing repeatedly. Yeah. But it's about, you know, the climbing stuff you can train for by doing pull-ups right. or what's called a dead hang. We actually have an article about preparing for some of the climbing stuff up on the blog. 
and a dead hang is just hanging from a pull-up bar for as long as you can. Right. And this strengthens, strengthens your back and your arms and also your hands, which you'd be surprised will be taxed by doing some of the climbing. Your grip kind of goes in these races too. Yeah, especially if you're doing burpees and you have to follow that with like a, a climb of some sort. So doing that grip strength uh, beforehand, you'll you'll be feeling those. Yeah, and I probably just mentioned burpees, which we have not mentioned yet. Right. So um, Spartan Race made itself famous by having a 30 burpee penalty for any obstacle you miss. That means if you're climbing some monkey bars, they're a little slippery, <laughs> you're thinking about something else. Yeah, the mind slips. The, slips, the mind, the mind, the mind slips. You're done. No, you actually have to go off to the side. There's a little section, and you have to do 30 burpees. Right. Um, before you can go on. So there's also a difference in the heat you'll be signing up for. There's a difference in the races, difference in the heat. The three heats are elite, competitive, and open. In the open heat, um, you're not required to do the burpees. You should be doing them. It's right. part of the experience. Right, right. But it's kind of more for fun. The open heats are less expensive, a little bit later in the day, and the course tends to be a little bit more congested. Um, if you're looking to do your first race, we recommend choosing the earliest open time you can do. Right. Um, because then you don't feel this pressure of, oh, I have to do burpees, et cetera, et cetera, or I, I'm competing. But besides that, you're not, everyone there is so supportive that you shouldn't feel any anxiety no matter what you're signing up for. Yeah, and offer that and bring it back to like an eight foot wall, for example. Um, you know, that's, that's a really challenging thing to climb over. And I've found that and I've seen um, people help one another on the course. And I think that's the biggest that's the biggest thing that I that I appreciate. That's what I appreciate most about this sport is that it's so individualistic, and everyone's out to help each other. So I've seen people literally lift someone over a wall, and that that's just it's part of the culture. Yeah, it's and it's a beautiful culture. It's everyone's helping everyone. There's no no one's left behind, kind of. Yeah. So, um, like when I ran my first race, I was you know what if I can't? I had the exact I thought. I'm like, what if I can't do something? Yeah. yeah. But you can do everything with the help of people and you can get through it and that's kind of the whole mentality behind it it's like you will finish the race totally it's totally. not about how long it takes you it's about it's about finishing the race totally and that's what makes it so fun <laughs> <laughs> and also you know if you do a race and you find that you can't do a certain obstacle that just all the motivation to come back for another race and prove to yourself that you can do it and you'll have a little more insight into you know what you might need to do you'll have that first-hand experience to be like you know what I need to do X Y and Z so I can do that and you know that that's also just like the the great thing about this sport absolutely if you're five miles into a race four miles into a race you can't climb the rope you can revisit you, you every race me and Robbie do we leave with so much knowledge yeah I say oh I didn't I didn't do enough of this in the gym or I didn't my endurance wasn't where it needed to be in the last two miles because I fell off the monkey bars, stuff right, like that. Right. And so you can, it's a constant revising and reworking of your training and what you're doing. And you could even end up realizing I was doing too much of this. Of this. I was exactly. Too, why was I spending so much time bench pressing? I didn't, I didn't, you know, <laughs> didn't I, I didn't even need that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what's fun about it. you learn something about yourself every time. Exactly. It's so, so true. Yeah. Uh, then there's a competitive heat. Right, which right. is the elite and competitive heat is a mandatory thirty burpee penalty. In the uh, competitive heat, it's, it's um, it's for time, but um, it's just kind of an earlier start time, really. Right. Um, 
the course is less congested. Uh, you're in a different timing category, so you can compare yourself to other competitive racers. And it's kind of the segue into racing elite, which is what you, which is where the prize money is, and which is where people can get disqualified for not doing s- certain burpees or doing, doing uh, tackling a wall a certain way. They're telling you to, etc. Right. Right. Um, and I know in the elite heat, unlike the competitive in the open heat, um, kind of what you're alluding to, uh, they dock, what is it, 30 seconds per burpee? Yeah, yeah, you miss. That you miss. So if you do 28, you know, you have a minute shaved off your time. Yeah, and you say, who's counting this? Like, how are they monitoring? You, you bet your ass they're yeah, monitoring it. <laughs> there's 500 drones flying at all times. <laughs> no, there's a cameras and there's volunteers counting. So when you miss something they ask you your name and they write your bib number down and uh you're right in front of a camera so do your burpees guys oh they're watching yeah so sign up for open uh we suggest an open sprint yeah totally is for your first race totally and for those of you who aren't still aren't exactly sure what sorts of things you'll be tackling you'll be climbing ropes crawling under barbed wire jumping over eight foot eight foot walls six foot walls climbing more ropes more ropes. Hoisting sandbags up hills. Um, bucket carry. Carrying a bucket full of gravel up straight up. Straight, straight up. up Mount Everest. <laughs> straight, straight up Everest. No, yeah. That's actually my least favorite, I think. Yeah, it's the worst. It's the worst. Um, yeah, so that's kind of what our two cents are. And we see this every time, and we always kind of laugh to each other. But we're here for you guys, and we want you to know, <laughs> don't wear running shoes. Just don't do it. <laughs> just, just don't. Do yourself. Do yourself a, a favor and a service to your body and get some trail running shoes. Um, it's it's safer. It's going to improve your race experience 50-fold. Yeah. Um, like we said, most of these races are uh, on trails, and there's a lot of loose gravel, so you need, you need the traction that trail running shoes provide. And not to mention, trail running shoes can actually help with some obstacles because you're, you can grip on walls better. Because there's some hanging obstacles where you can you can your feet can get planted easier than having the flat sole of a running shoe, or even on um, a rope climb, mm-hmm. you can use the spikes to dig in, dig in, dig in if you will, dig deeper. <laughs> um, yeah, and also uh, off of that, trail running shoes while you're training is uh, a great way to one like break in the shoe and get it nice and comfy, but you'll just have a better training experience. And safer. Yeah. And we we care about you guys. Yeah. We don't want to see any ankles flying, <laughs> flying out of y- your ankles. <laughs> <laughs> like what happened to you? Yeah. In Montana, I was wearing a minimalist trail running shoe, which means, you know, high function, but not a lot of padding or anything. Right, right. And I hit a rock, and my ankle popped. <laughs> so... We recommend, we both run in Solomon trail running shoes. I think yeah. they're called the Speed Cross yeah. threes or fours. Four, yeah. And they are so gosh darn solid. I love them. <laughs> I love them, Mike. I love my son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, they're up on our shop, so go check them out there. Yeah, and we, we highly recommend those shoes. Yeah, yeah. Um, this isn't, uh, you don't really necessarily need this for a sprint, but... We do like energy gels for a super, you know, a beast where you're doing an average of 15 miles and who knows how many obstacles. Who knows? Uh, yeah, energy yeah. gels are good for uh, just getting calories in your body and some have caffeine in them so it gives you a nice little um, 
respect your step. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you don't know what those are, you can uh, just. They're also on, on our, on our shop. shop. Yeah. yeah. You can take a look and we uh, we believe in those guys. Yeah, I think we have the Honey Badger brand, which is nice because I don't think that there's caffeine. I think it's it's a honey base. So it's it's a honey. It's a badger base. <laughs> <laughs> And he's just rifling out honey. <laughs> and the cool thing about those ones is you have to snort them as opposed to eating them. So it makes it, uh, you get the effects faster. Especially when you're really dehydrated during a race. It makes yeah. it a lot easier. Because you don't want to swallow. So yeah, you, you want to snort. Straight up the nose. <laughs> um, yeah. So any other questions regarding these sorts of races, please reach out. We're happy to share. And we're happy to meet up at a race. Yeah, super happy to meet up at a race. We're kind of <laughs> out of the game for a minute um, due to our schedules, but we're hoping to get up to Monterey in June, mm-hmm. and we'll keep you posted on that. Yeah. I might yeah. be getting over to Vegas in the end of March. Nice, nice. If I can swing it. Nice. We'll be jogging to Vegas and back. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing about the Vegas course is... <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> but yeah, Vegas is a good course. I'm hoping to get back there this year. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we'd love to see you guys out there and chit-chat a bit. We love chit-chatting. We also love chit-chatting about what we've been eating lately. Foods. Foods. I love chit-chatting about foods. <laughs> I love foods. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, foods. Come to daddy. <laughs> what have you been eating, man? Hey, hey man. Hey, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, man. What have you been eating? <laughs> Oh, thanks for asking. I was just about to tell you what I was eating. Oh, I'm the script here. <laughs> I've been eating. Let me tell you. Well, I guess we should start by reminding people that we eat pretty much vegetarian. So, yeah. is there anything like new you feel like you've been adding? Or is there like a... Like what's been popping off in Tucker's life right popping now? Popping off? What's, the, what's Ooh, trending? Great question. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my sister... My little sister got me cashew butter. Nice. From a farmer's market for my birthday. Really? Happy belated! (laughs) (laughs) And I've been putting that on some nice Ezekiel bread, Mm. some honey and bananas, but the cashew butter is incredible. That's all I have to say about it. Nice. It has chia seeds in it, some maple syrup mixed in. Really? Yeah, it's like a blend. In the cashew butter? It's a blend, yeah. Chia seeds? Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. It is, it is just it spectacular. Is. <laughs> I've also been dabbling with this uh, stuff called Halo Top ice cream, mm. which is marketed as actually, comma, really healthy ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Um, but it's kind of like a low calorie. Actually, it's a protein bait. It has protein in it. But I have a sweet tooth, so it's great for me when I feel like I need some sort of sugar. It's very low sugar. Um, low calorie and it's kind of like gets me through my cravings. Nice. nice. But I recommend anyone who uh, has a sweet tooth who's trying to kind of stay on a diet or stay healthy um, and to not splurge. It like gets me. It it's amazing. What kind of flavors? <laughs> the one I got was called birthday cake. Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It was from when I celebrated my birthday alone. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> when we do push-ups in the closet and eat cake. I'm like, why is there still a candle in this? <laughs> Um, let's see. I've been... What have you been eating, bro? <laughs> oh, hey, man. Thanks. Oh, hey. Hey, dude. Whoa. I didn't even see it there. 
Um, I've been doing pizza lately, and really the only reason, little little secret here, is because they have tons of protein, and See? I had no idea. Life hack. Life hack. You might not know this either, but if you look at each <laughs> pea, there's actually a little six pack. <laughs> That's how you really know. That's how you know they're organic. <laughs> when you know the peas are working out, you're doing something right. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, there's there's actually as much um, protein per serving in peas as there is in lentils. Wow! Right? I I mean I hope you're still I hope you're sitting down actually after <laughs> I said that because I I know I just blew your mind. I know a bunch of you spit out your coffee as you that <laughs> comment. We apologize. We're not doing any upholstery work for you. <laughs> um, the other thing I've been doing a lot lately is, lately is overnight oats. Ooh, do tell. So I've been taking oatmeal. I'll do one layer of oatmeal, a layer of chia seeds, and then another layer of oatmeal. And I'll put bananas on that. And if I'm feeling really spicy, I'll put some cinnamon. Damn. But that's if I'm feeling spicy. That's like really spicy. And then, <laughs> and then I'll I'll add um uh, a good amount of almond um, almond milk to almond joys. <laughs> some chips ahoy. <laughs> Uh, I'll add almond milk to that just so because the purpose of overnight oats in case you haven't had it is to let the oatmeal soak in whatever liquid you put in so like of course you can put regular milk if you're into regular milk you can put soy milk you know whatever coconut milk whatever I think I've even seen people put apple juice but I could be making that up probably that's, making I it hope up. you're making that up that's, that's <laughs> disgusting if like, you are using apple juice in your overnight oats write to us we want to know we want to know about like, this I've seen people put orange juice in toothpaste and I could be making that up <laughs> no but yeah so I'll put oh, some man. almond milk in there and soak it overnight and come morning time you're good to go it's a really good way to start the day it's a good way to save time too oh yeah so like a, a lot it's really good for meal prepping you can just you can just take a huge tupperware and you can have oats for the whole week and they keep really well unless you're putting tons of food in them <laughs> unless you're putting apple juice in them <laughs> then you're just a sick person and you need you need to go talk to someone you can talk to us I, if you're just if you're also just drinking apple juice <laughs> why yeah unless it's like actually unless you're at a farmer's market okay <laughs> <laughs> Like Robbie, just shut up. <laughs> Get, just okay. go home. You're just saying that because I, I, I caught you drinking apple juice at a farmer's market. I'm drinking weekend. apple juice right now. <laughs> As I slowly slide the apple juice off the table. <laughs> that sounds great, Robbie. I, yeah, I, mean, just, really I, I used to be into those back, uh, back in the college days. The overnight. Overnight oats. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also really good almond butter in it. Yes. 100%. And if you're feeling spicy, <laughs> fresh fruit, tons of fresh fruit, and a little splash of apple juice. And nothing wrong with a tablespoon of love. <laughs> um, something else that I'm loving is our new section um, we're calling On the Mind, where we talk about things that are, have been on the mind, you know, some food for thought. Um, starting with last week, my personal win was discovering a whole new side of Jim Carrey that I never knew existed. Um, he's such a wise and insightful guy, and it was awesome to hear him speak in 2014, and just laid down, laid down the law on 
a lot of things and you know some of my one of my favorite things that he said was he uh he talked about his father and how his dad didn't believe that himself like his father couldn't be a comedian um as a career and so he chose a very traditional and conservative job as an accountant well fast forward a bit when jim carrey was 12 his dad was laid off and uh jim carrey went on to say that you know if you can fill out something that you don't want to do you might as well fill out something you do want to do which like i think can just speak to you know that can just it's so relatable and oftentimes we're we're stuck in this like perpetual thought of needing to just work 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 and like that work can't be what we love but it can and like he totally made it clear that that he's done it and it was just but his way of articulating it is so beautiful so please take a listen um totally advocate for that it's it's touching and relatable totally yeah yeah it's, it's unreal absolutely i think most people a lot of people take a traditional route like he was saying out of fear totally you know yeah, you know, yeah. want you say if i if i take this road if i kind of if i kind of like forget about my artistic passions and say you know what i want to line myself up this way because i can do this 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 and this it's not it's not the way we should live our lives we should we shouldn't make fear-based decisions no and and that did remind me he said that you know the moment he realized that nothing was bigger than himself was also the moment that he realized that if he doesn't do what he wants to do then someone else will <laughs> unreal yeah. jim carrey yeah she said it. so many of us choose the path of fear disguised as practicality yeah. that's exactly what i just said i was just saying it less eloquently than jim carrey <laughs> Yeah. that's great yeah I did watch some with Robbie and it's definitely something you guys should take a look at it's inspiring <clears throat> and his life he's gone through a lot to get to where he is and he's done a lot of work on himself and he he's a, he's an amazing story and I think he's someone that has a lot of wisdom like Robbie, Robbie was saying yeah yeah my uh my win for the week was not watching Jim Carrey even though that was nice <laughs> I uh I Mine was something simple. I took my grandma to lunch. And uh, um, my grandpa recently passed away. And so I've been spending a lot of time with my grandma lately. And just being able to hear stories from her and to catch up and just see how happy it makes her to finally be going out and um, doing the things she she has not been able to do for so long uh, because of my grandpa has been nice. And it just it was so heartwarming for me to spend time with her and just just beautiful just beautiful talks and beautiful time and i it meant so much to me and i'm sure yeah. it meant so much to her too. yeah and so that was kind of my that's a huge one, best man. best part of the week for me for sure just to see this sort of warmth come out of her when we were at lunch and it was it was great so that was that was a great win for me and not small at all not small at all <laughs> that's a huge 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 <laughs> win huge huge win and it didn't it didn't hurt that the restaurant we went to was some of the best food I've ever had in my life. I got the seasonal salad. Oof. Was in Manhattan. Manhattan Beach. Beach, yeah. Nice, yeah, they're really good places. Yeah, she it was a great time. So that was kind of my win for the week. Nice man. So now we're going into what's calling on the mind. So, well, I guess we're kind of in it already. Right. But that's we we want to talk about certain things that 
we felt good about during the week and we also want to talk about like what we've been feeling and thinking about right as right, well right and so something that i was thinking about this week that i'm sure you can relate to is that i want to stop making assumptions as much about things in my life because it's essentially when you assume something about someone or how someone feels about you or a situation you're writing your own narrative and you're kind of which can 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 be real but most often than not more often than not is in your head totally totally. and so that kind of plays into like how you approach certain people so you you know let's say you think you upset someone or you're assuming you upset someone because of how they respond to you in a text or an email then you're having that you're holding that anxiety in right the next time you actually see them you're probably going to project that anxiety of course when nothing could even be there in the first place right so you've created this whole situation in your head this person's mad at me my god i'm nervous to see them when there's nothing there right right if if just i just want to stop making assumptions and i i want to i want to hope that people will just be honest with me you know so then you don't have to make assumptions about things definitely man. and then stop worrying as much about things that are kind of outside my control um i'm a warrior I feel like Same. everyone who says they're not a warrior is a warrior. Yeah. You need, <laughs> a, you need to worry about Don't, not worrying. Yeah, yeah. You better be worrying right now yeah. if you're not worried. <laughs> There's a lot to worry about. <laughs> but yeah, so <clears throat> I just want to kind of stay in the moment more. A, and then also just not worry about things that I can't change. Right, right. And that kind of goes into the making assumptions and how people view me or situations, how situations unfold and stuff. Just just put my good energy into something or in the world and just expect to get it back and not have to, you know, worry about things that are outside my control. Right. Just trust a little bit. Just trust in myself and who exactly. I am and exactly put that out and just receive, hopefully receive that back. Yeah. And live from that point of view. Live, laugh, love. <laughs> the three L's that we live by. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. As I drink out of a Live, Laugh, Love mug. <laughs> and I'm wearing a Live, Laugh, Love shirt. <laughs> and my last name is Live, Love. <laughs> um, so my intention for the week is um, to use my time actually with more like more intention. Um, I said that a little weird, but my, my goal for the week is to ha- use my time um, and fill it with more intention. And what I mean by that is you know, I'm, I think in, in this world that we live in, that's very tech driven and media driven and, you know, social media, and we're so bombarded with, with these things that can deviate us from the plan that we have. And like, it could be even for me, like this past week, I, I set the intention to come home and just do laundry, you know, not like come home, sit down for like 20 minutes and just check stuff out online and then do it. Even though like, it's only 20 minutes, but like, I set that intention to be like, I'm just going to go from as soon as I come home to do it. And it felt really good because I put the laundry in, um, you know, I started to make dinner and I found that I was like gaining time back that like I would have missed. Um, so yeah, I'm really just, that's, that's what I want to carry forward. That's, you know, I want to, I want to like retrain myself to, to have more intention in my time. Um, that's great. Thanks, dude. It's, it's even the little things like you said like it's not it's not about the laundry right yeah it's not about the laundry yeah. at all. it's yeah. about doing what you said you're gonna do yeah. yeah and that that's like that feels good you i've read and this is actually proven statistic it takes 66 days to create a habit hmm. 
So if you do something every day, for 66 days, it will become essentially a habit. Wow. No, I believe that. Like, those are some hard 66 days, too. That's a rough 66 days. <laughs> I wonder if that applies to breaking a habit. Mm, oh, I see. Instead of just creating one, like breaking yeah. one. Yeah. So like, yeah. yeah. That adds another 66. <laughs> you have to first break so 6, it. 6,666 <laughs> days. It takes 15 years to break a habit. Um, no, please. I'm really interested in your laundry story. <laughs> what detergent to use? Um, another, that's great, man. I think that's, that's, a, that's a good one. Thanks. And then another goal of mine this coming week, not a little more tangible, I guess you can say, is with the LA Marathon coming up, I'm uh, going to have my last week of real running not going to really run the week of the marathon so i'm actually looking forward to that when is the marathon march 19th sunday two weeks from sunday yeah it's weeks from sunday yeah wow yeah you ready no you're not ready <laughs> no i am i am but i yeah you know i'm it? excited you know <laughs> i think the gonna... winners one run like four minute 45 second miles for 26 miles which is absurd actually absurd I couldn't run a four minute, 45 second mile once. once if my life was on the line. Yeah. I that's feel, ridiculous. I, I don't really understand how the body goes that fast. Like that's a physically. Full, that's a sprint for 20. That's a sprint for what? Two and a half hours. How, <laughs> yeah. is it, how long does it take? Two, like two hours. Yeah. Two hours. Two hours of, of sprinting. Of sprinting. <laughs> and cool. It, cool. See you there. That sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. And LA is like super hilly. Yeah. It's going to be like, even though it's like all on the streets. Um. I just pulled it up right now. The fastest marathon ever was two hours and two hours and two minutes and 57 seconds. Jeez. So to give you guys some context, I ran 13 miles in that time recently. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> he's running. Wait, he's running twice as fast as me. Yeah, yeah he is. Oh, my God. Yeah, it feels weird to say, but uh, I'm going to be proud of myself if I can somehow get... If a two I can... hour and two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shooting for four hours, which is a ton of running. Just so everyone <clears throat> everyone hears me, I'm going to be there at the finish line for you. Thanks, man. I'll be there. Thanks. Fingers crossed. <laughs> oh, like... so his pace was four minutes and 41 seconds. Oh, I, oh that's super slow. Oh, dude, what a slow... Oh, slow. dude, we can do that. What's the fastest mile then? The fastest mile is three and forty-three. That's what's wrong with people? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> wow. Interesting. I guess off of that, my uh, my intentions for my physical activity in the next week will be. I, I've been trying to run three miles a day. That's a good, um, really good. Six one. days a week, at least. <clears throat> at least run six days a week. At least get a, a mile under. But I'm shooting for three moving forward because um, I find when I run that much every day I actually have more energy definitely definitely and my skin's brighter <laughs> I'm glowing sleep better I sleep <laughs> I sleep better my whole life is better but actually literally no literally, literally like I, I'm happier so yeah. I, it's funny I'm fatigue and lack of exercise I think go hand in hand people forget that mm. people say oh you're gonna work out like how are you gonna do this later I'm like because I'm working out. <laughs> right, right. Because I Seriously. went because I went for an early morning two mile run. 
I have, I feel great. Yeah. I don't Until see so about much. 7.45 and I sleep <laughs> for 16 hours. <laughs> Running is like the best kind of coffee. And I say that even though I have coffee after I run, but like it, it feels so good to wake up like that. It's great. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, thanks, I think that guys. concludes what we wanted to talk about today. Yeah. Thanks, Harley, for reaching out <laughs> online. Yeah, that's um, really cool. And inspiring the show. Yeah. We love uh, we love when you guys reach out and let us know what we should talk about. It makes our job a little easier. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one of the things that we introduced, or two of the things that we introduced this week, was um, <clears throat> in the kitchen and on the mind. And that's something that we're going to bring in to every show, um, just to share what we've been eating differently or what we've been thinking differently. Yeah. Or we're thinking the same, yeah. which is always okay. Yeah, that is. It's okay. Totally okay. Just be transparent with you all. Yeah. And then next week, uh, look out for that interview with Rhea Coble. Right, right. We're right. going to have some delicious recipes, and then we're going to be fleshing out some uh, new media. So we're going to be doing some videos, some recipe videos. So I'm finally living out my dream of being a hand model. <laughs> <laughs> we have the glass cases ready for uh, hands. I have gloves on with Vaseline on them right now. <laughs> Just hydrating for next week. I wanna get your lawyer. Oh, yeah.